Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I was just thinking about, um, and let's just turn over there, because I was looking at this before I came out here in Luke 10. Let's look at this. Luke 10. It's, it's the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, verse number 30, Luke 10. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed him, leaving him half dead. Now, I want you to get this thought. Okay, he was attacked. People are vicious and mean without God, aren't they? And here they were. They beat him up, left him for dead, really. And he was a mess. Now, listen to this. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, a priest, a minister, a preacher, and when he saw him, what did he do? Did he rush to him to help him? No. The Bible said he passed by on the other side. Mm. Think about that. I don't have time for you. I'm on the way to church. I got to preach in a few minutes. Now, do you have responsibility? Sure. But leaving someone half dead and not stopping... And you're supposed to be a minister of God? Okay. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, or when he was there and he saw the man, he came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. In other words, I can't deal with that. He, he might have even said as a Christian, a Levite, a Christian, you know, that really, that really bothers me. That really stirs me inside, but i got to get away from it. I can't deal with that. I can't get involved with that. And so we went to the other side to try to get away from it. I can tell you, you can go to the other side, but that didn't deal with the issue at hand. Did it? But listen to this. Here we had a priest and a Levite who are supposed to be spiritual people. And they didn't do anything to help him. But along comes a Samaritan. Who is a Samaritan? A, a Samaritan, if you study it from the Scripture, many times it's, it's an outcast. The spiritual people didn't take care of him, this man, but the outcast, the one that you would never think would do it. But he, as he journeyed, he came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion upon him. Compassion will move you. And it will move you into action to do something to help someone in a situation like that. I remember years ago, a long, long time ago, um, uh, and uh, we had a, a, a women's prayer group. And they were just marvelous people. 
all marvelous women that were in that group. And they had heard of this woman, and she wasn't like a young woman. She was not old, but she had five children, and, you know, they were, you know, up to maybe 10 years young to up to 10 or something like that. And she had been a drug addict. And she was going to a place where they were assisting her to help her get off of drugs. She had those five kids, and they had been taking, taken away from her because obviously she was an unfit mother. So you could see the, the, fa the family, the, no doubt, I, who knows where that was, but the family was in chaos, and it was pitiful for those children. And so somehow... Um, the um, prayer group, someone in the prayer group heard about it. They brought it back, and I'm sure they were praying for her. And, and so she had gotten clean, and she was um, uh, looking for a place to live, and it opened up, and, you know, it was in the housing project, but it was a place because they had no place to live. And so it opened up, and she was getting this home apartment, but she didn't have anything in the apartment. No furniture, no beds, no sofa, you know, no table, no chairs, nothing. She didn't have anything. And so I remember, you know, the, 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 the women, you know, they uh, came to us and, you know, they wanted to help. And, and so we said, well, you know, if that's in your heart to do and she's trying to turn her life around, why, why don't you do what you can do? So they, they got that house pretty much furnished for her. Now, it was used things, but it was decent things. You know, not everybody's junk that they're laying out for the garbage man to pick up, but it was decent things that people had, and they brought it and gave it to that family. And so there, those little five kids had some stability and some security, and we all know that kids need that, and that's exactly what they didn't have. And so... You know, I, I saw that, and I saw real compassion in those ladies and the love of God that was working in them, that they would work together as a team, and they would do that and make a difference in that woman's life. Now, I would like to tell you that the end of this story is, and they lived happily ever after, but I can't tell you that because they didn't. And the woman, it was a little while later, she got back on drugs. She sold everything that was in that house. Probably didn't make a lot with it, but sold everything that was in the house. And the children didn't stay with her. Now, could she have gotten things straight down the road? I hope she did. But I'm saying that to say sometimes when you have compassion on people and you're moved to do something and it's a good thing, it doesn't always... It doesn't always pan out, but there again, love is fadeless. And you keep loving anyway, and you keep believing for God to help them. Now, do you go back out and buy them furniture? And do, mm, I wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. But, you know, you can help people and not give up on them. Not give up on them. So I, I just think that's, that's a story... It, that we need to hear because, you know, we like stories that end up and people, you know, bounce back and they stay up, but then sometimes they don't. And so it's, it's, it's okay to know that and it's okay to keep 
your faith out there and keep your love out there working for them and in their lives. Amen? So Jesus was moved into action for those people when, you know, in, in the compassion. And uh, that's very important for us to, to know that. Jesus personified love while he was on the earth. If you want to see what love is, then you look at Jesus' life. And then you can see that this good Samaritan, he had this compassion in his soul, in his heart, and he ministered to that man. You know, he took him to a place and, you know, he bound his wounds up and did all that. And then he got him a place to stay there at the inn. And he said, and he said here's the money and take care of him. So he did what was needed and necessary. Amen. All right. Now, God's love in our lives cares about other, others and is not selfish. 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights and its own ways. This is out of the Amplified. For it is not self-seeking. So, have you ever... It's just like you, you could really apply it to the, this story of the Good Samaritan. I don't have time for that. You know, I've got a haircut today. You know, I, I've got to go to the grocery store today. I've got to do this, and I've got, I don't have time for that. How many of, I mean, I think I just have to say guilty because you get so focused on a schedule, we just need to understand. I'm not saying you don't ever keep a schedule. I'm saying if God brings someone in a situation into your life, understand what is happening and what you need to do, and your schedule can wait till a little bit later. Love is not self-seeking, is not self-absorbed. It's all about me and, and, you know, what I need and what I, I need God to do for me and where I want to go and what I want to do. Sometimes we just get so caught up, at, you know, be all that you can be. I get so tired of hearing that. And I probably said it myself, <laughs> but I don't like it anymore. I just don't like it. Yeah, I'll be all that you can be, but be the person that God wants you to be. Be the person with God's character and nature and His love on the inside that is a light and brings a light and is not absorbed and self-centered in, in ourself. That's, that's the way the world is. The world is self-centered. You get in their way and they're going to knock you out of the way. And that's not the way God's people are, is it? This love that we're talking about will take us from selfishness and self-centeredness and into caring about the needs of other people and paying attention to that and being sensitive to that. So important. It takes us from touchy and resentful to bearing up and enduring difficulties in relationships. 1 Corinthians 13, 5 again, another part, love, it takes no account of the evil done to it. Now, does, 
I, w- I want us to read that. It has no account of the evil done to it. No account it has to do with an accounting term. It means to, to take inventory. Love does not take inventory of the evil done to it. Okay, over here. All right, in a marriage. Okay, over here is the scoreboard. And then we've got good, bad, ugly. And so we just keep score. Okay, they said this. Check. They did that. Check. You understand what I'm saying? We don't keep score. And it's the same in relationships. You know, it's like what I told you, uh, you know, not too long ago when I was ministering to someone and I just felt like they were just ugly and I wanted to say bad, ugly. (laughs) But then when I got with God, he began to speak to me the reality of where the situation was and what they were dealing with. And, and, and it, they were in a bad spot. They were in a bad situation. And so we don't take inventory. We don't keep score, in other words. You don't keep score. We let wrongs go. And I, this word evil, let me just say this before I move. I was getting ready to move on. But uh, the King James in this same 1 Corinthians 13, 5, uh, it it talks about uh, thinks no evil. And this word evil means harm or injury. Means no harm or injury. Doesn't store up memory. Doesn't store up memory. Well, I, it's in my mind. I can't help it. Well, it's true. But, but, you know, that's why the Bible says when you stand praying, forgive. It's an instant forgiveness. It's an instant releasing of things. Do you remember that it happened? Of course you do. You, you know, your mind is still there. He's not saying that. That's not the point. But, you're, you know, you're not... Uh, you know, keeping it at the forefront of your thinking and you allow love to supersede all of that. Amen? So you're not taking inventory. All right? Another thing, allow for your eyes to be open to express God's love. Now, I want us to look at Matthew 25. If I would get in the right chapter, I would see it when I'm looking for I'm in the wrong chapter. Okay, Matthew 25, and we're going to read verses 32 through 36. I'm not going to read all that for time's sake, okay, because I need to be finishing here. I'm going to read verse number 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick. And you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. I want you to look at those things. Those are, that is love in action right there. That's exactly what that is out of the book of Matthew. And he said, you were hungry and you gave me something to eat. Or I was hungry. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me in prison 
and you visited me. Okay? All of those things are things to me that when I read that should be important to me. It really should. And I, I looked at that uh, to see, okay, how, how, am I, how am I doing with that? Because we're talking about God's love in action. Well, you know, if you think about that, you know, we have a pantry here. We, we feed people. It's not a tremendous amount of people, but we feed people that, you know, that come to us that need food. We have staples, you know, like canned foods, like meat, canned meats. And um, it's amazing, though, you know, sometimes people don't want that. Oh, I thought you were going to do something else. No, this is what we do. And if you're hungry, you'll eat it, okay? It's, it's not bad. <laughs> and it's not substandard, okay? But anyway, that's another thought. And I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was in the hospital, and you visited me. We need to be, we need to be mindful of that. That's something today that I think we've gotten away from when people are, uh, you know, sick. Uh, sometimes, you know, I understand there's sometimes people don't want to visit you. It might be a real private thing, and that's okay too. But, you know, when you're in a situation and it works to visit people that are sick, that is a good thing. And even in prison, not forget those who are imprisoned because uh, we probably, you know, we've had ministry to prisoners here before, but we don't have anything going on right now. That's probably something that we need to reach out to prisoners. But those are all things that demonstrate God's love that's on the inside of us, and it's love in action. I, I, you know, I think it's great to tell people that you love them. It's, you should tell your family, your spouse, your children, you know, uh, your, your family. Uh, you know, it's like you go visit your family, and when you go out the door, what do you do? We love each other and say, hug each other and say, I love you. You know, for your friends and people that you, you know, have in the church, it's a good thing to say, I love you. Those are good words. And if you're not used to it, you need to break the barrier. You need to tell people that you love them. But that is not where you end it. You don't end it there. You take love and you demonstrate it by the actions in your life. You see, like the Good Samaritan, someone that needs help in that way, that's hurt, struggling, you know, that kind of thing, and you help them. People that need food, people that, uh, you know, that are sick, you know, you care enough. We, what did we do here tonight? We cared enough that we prayed for people. But you visit people that are sick, and you visit people that are in prison. This is God's way. This, well, they, they shouldn't have done that, and they shouldn't have uh, done the things that they did. Well, remember what I said about mercy and about not being so critical? Yeah, I know it. I do know it. You know, if you pastor, you see people that do all kinds of things, and you know before they do it what it is going to bring on their head. You know it. You can see it coming because you've been here before and you have seen it. But it doesn't matter if you tell them 
they're not going to listen to you. They're going to go ahead and do it anyway. So you know what you do as a pastor? You love them. You extend mercy to them. And you try to help them. Even though it might, they might have brought it on themselves and opened the door. You don't, you know, take the Bible and beat them over the head with it. That doesn't do any good, does it? It's, you know, just like, I told you not. It's like, what good does that do? Everybody knows they shouldn't have done it. They know it. Everybody that's around them knows it. You don't have to tell them that. Love them and show them mercy. What do you think? You think that's good? Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.